Good morning. Welcome to Heart and Soul Center of Light. My name is Janice Richmond, and I'm a licensed practitioner and member at Heart and Soul, and I am honored to be facilitating our meditation experience this morning. This morning, we are taking the opportunity to immerse ourselves in stillness so that we may connect with the Noah within, so that it may be our guide during this time of change. Wherever you are, I invite you to make yourself comfortable so that you may be open to divine guidance. Know that right where you are, God is, and therefore it is a safe and sacred space. So if you are willing, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to close and take this opportunity to relax and let go of all that has transpired up until this moment. Join me in taking a deep conscious breath. Breathe in and release with a sigh. Now give thanks for your breath as you gently allow it to return to its natural rhythm. Take a moment to notice the path that your breath takes through your body. While the path our breath takes, like each of us, is unique, every breath is a part of the one breath, which is breathing us all. Let your breath be an ever-present reminder of your oneness with spirit and its ever-availability as a guide and source of inner peace love and clarity, regardless of outer circumstances. As we enter the stillness, remember to focus on your breath, and I offer this affirmation as our guide. I have been that I have been, I am that I am, and I will be what I will be simultaneously.
I have been that I have been. I am that I am. And I will be what I will be simultaneously. I now invite you to return your awareness to the space that you are in. To do this, you might focus on your feet and notice and feel the support of the floor underneath. You might gently rub your palms together. Begin to expand your awareness and feel the space around you. When you are ready, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to open. This completes our meditation experience. And so it is. Thank you for creating this safe and sacred container of love for our service. We have a wonderful opportunity during these times to spend more time being still and renewing our connection with the one. And I invite you to do so whenever and wherever possible. It has been a pleasure and an honor to facilitate this morning's meditation. Thank you. Good morning, heart and soul. Welcome to our Sunday virtual service. Today is Sunday, April 11th. My name is Sonia Russell. I am a licensed practitioner and founding member here at Heart and Soul. And it is my great pleasure to share with you more ways that you can be engaged here at Heart and Soul. I wanna start by making sure that you know that our theme for 2020 Adventures in Faith, Rise Up. We are in our daily read around the year with Emmett Fox. We're inviting you to stay connected in all the ways there are to stay connected, including visiting our website, uh, following us on Facebook, subscribing to our YouTube channel, uh, following us on Instagram and Twitter and all the ways in which you podcast. And we're going to have an opportunity for us to give together later in the service, um, but we invite you into giving anytime by visiting heartsoulcenter.org slash give or texting to give. And we invite you to sign up for our recap so that you can get all of the details of our service and any upcoming announcements we may have um, in your email box. And I want to remind you that we continue to be steeped in our community affirmation. Thank you for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. Our practitioners continue to support us in a deep dive of our daily read around the year with Emmett Fox. And every Monday at 6.15 p.m. Pacific time, you can join the practitioners and your fellow community members uh, to get in together and spend some time really diving in deep into that reading that day. We invite you to visit heartsoulcenter.org slash Monday review. That'll take you right into the session on Mondays. 
On Wednesday, Valerie Joy and David are hosting Imagining Justice. This week, we're part two of Voices and Visions of Anointed Activists, What's Next? We invite you to come and be a part of what it means to imagine a world that truly works for everyone, because we are the ones we've been waiting for. Our prayer and care village continues to take good care of us through prayer family. There's group prayer, 10 minutes following service, as well as at 7 a.m. Pacific time on Wednesday mornings. We also have a 24-7 prayer request line where you can uh, call and leave a message and a prayer facilitator will return your call with a prayer. And you can also email your prayer request to prayerandcare at heartsoulcenter.org. We also have our power of prayer for such a time as this. This is our prayer podcast. So there's opportunities for you to have um, prayers, listen to prayers that are spoken by our amazing prayer and care village around healing, love, relationships, money, prosperity, um, lots of topics. We invite you to carry this prayer library in your pocket so you have access to prayer 24-7. You can actually access the podcast in their entirety at heartsoulcenter.org slash podcast. And so, family, I invite you to take a moment to simply be present. Our vision is how we endeavor to show up on the planet. And so we like to make sure that we are deeply grounded in it. And so we recite it together, family. We are a loving and compassionate, world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. Through a consciousness of universal God presence, we release all resistance, separation, and fear. We claim our personal liberation and accept the eternal availability of joy, love, and abundance. Through our intention to be love and spread joy, we engender reflections of the same and more in others. Our ministry is a gift to the world, which expands through our practice and dedication. We welcome all people, and together we make a quantifiable positive difference on the planet. And so it is. <sighs> and so, family, I simply invite you to find your breath and allow yourself to be fully present in this moment. Putting down all that happened before now and giving no concern of what will happen to come Simply be here now. This moment, this perfect, God-filled, infinite moment is now. It is all there is. This perfect moment allows us to be steeped in the presence of God. Trusting, knowing, remembering to remember that God is all there is, ever has been and ever will be, this moment is God. I know that I am one with the divine perfection of the entire universe, that each and every one of us is one with the divine. That which rose the sun this morning, that which brings the ocean to the shore, is that which beats our hearts and circulates our blood. God is closer to us than our very breath. I know this, I trust this, I rest, rule, and abide in it. And so it is from this place of knowing that I, Sonia, speak my word on behalf of my beloved Heart and Soul Center of Light community. 
I know that today and every day we have the opportunity for our heart's desires to be made manifest, for our lives to be overflowing with the experience of the goodness of God, and that we know this truth. We accept that the goodness of God is ours, available to us, and we vibrate at that frequency. We know this truth, and we allow it to be the realization of our lives. We allow it to be present in our every interaction. God is in every person, in every place, in every situation, without exception and regardless of the appearance. And I know that Heart and Soul Center of Light allows us the space to be our best, most powerful selves. I am grateful for this community and for everyone that is here present, everyone that has ever been present, and everyone that is still to come. I am grateful for the opportunity to speak this word in community, to know this truth, to remember that the hearts and the hands that support this ministry are blessed. I know that our practitioners, our ministers, our board of trustees, our beloved Reverend Andriette, the blessings upon blessings are real, are being made manifest in every moment, and I am grateful. And so it is in my perfect gratitude that I simply release this word into the law. I know that it is done. I accept it as so, now and forever. And so it is. Amen. surprised if peace broke out all over I wouldn't be surprised if I found a four-leaf clover cause miracles abound they happen all around me every day I wouldn't be surprised if we put an end to hunger I wouldn't be surprised if We just kept getting younger Cause miracles abound They happen all around me every day And life keeps blessing me With so much good I wouldn't change it even if I could Blessing me in every way And if it all turns out okay I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised at all I wouldn't be surprised if I found out every answer I won't be surprised when we find a cure for cancer cause miracles abound they happen all around me every day and life keeps blessing me 
with so much good I wouldn't change it even if I could Blessing me in every way And if it all turns out okay I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised at all I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised at all And life keeps blessing me With so much good I wouldn't change it even if I could Blessing me in every way And if it all turns out okay I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised at all no. Life keeps blessing me With so much good I wouldn't change it Even if I could Blessing me in every way And if it all turns out okay I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised at all I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised at all Good morning heart and soul center of light Happy Sunday to you. So just so you know, we are extending our resurrection. So our resurrection continues. And I just have to say, I can hear the question, really, for how long? Well, I don't know the answer to that. We just go ride it to the wheels come off. So look, this notion, uh, that was um, Gary's song, I wouldn't be surprised, to me, illustrates, offers us a statement of faith. In it, part of the lyric says, because miracles abound. They happen all around me. Somebody, you, you need to ask somebody about this. We are truly in this together in the sense that the moment we come into an awareness that truly miracles abound and that they happen and are happening all around us absolutely every day. Life keeps blessing me, he says. So we have some of us that went through um, a 40-day process for prosperity and transforming our lives. Anytime, typically, when a workshop uh, offers that it's about prosperity, including the one that we have just started, it really is more of a hook. It truly will be about prosperity, but prosperity is holistic in that the chances of you just having a bunch of money and changing nothing else 
are between slim and none. What it typically, what it means is that it's an opportunity to transform the way we think, what we believe, how we are in a way that transforms our lives, of course, and opens us to the greater good that is always available. So uh, Gary Lynn Floyd says, life keeps blessing me with so much good. I'm going to ask y'all to affirm that right now. Life keeps blessing me with so much good. Look, sometimes we, we, we don't realize. Look at me trying to open the circle and include all of you in my experience. Anytime I start out talking about I, all, we, all of us, it, it usually means it's my experience. So in, um, in 2002, my dear friend Ron Kernikan who we honor by continuing to say simultaneously at the same time, uh, planted, my favorite flower is a sunflower. So in 2002, uh, the spring of 2002, Ron planted sunflowers for me. And I just, you know, that's a true friend. And so um, they blossomed and were beautiful. And so that June of 2002, my mother passed. And that was a time of tremendous grief and, frankly, spiritual chaos for me. Emotional, emotional chaos. It was my spiritual clarity that helped me to get through it as I continued to claim that and reaffirm it and plug into it. It was a very difficult time. It probably, well, it certainly is among my most difficult challenges in my life. So my mother passes, and I'm looking at these sunflowers just, I made them symbolic of what was up for me in my life. And so I just, it was me and the sunflowers. I'd get up in the morning, they were right in my front yard, I'd go to the front door and pray with the sunflowers, you know? And then the squirrels decided that he had planted them for him, for them. And so the squirrels and I got it on. I was battling the squirrels. I was, re- I was Googling everything about how to get the squirrels out of your plants. And, um, I mean, it was a real war between, well, the squirrels weren't paying me no attention. I was the one carrying on. And essentially, the short of it is that the squirrels won. And uh, y'all knew that already, and that I was defeated and felt defeated and devastated. No, it's like I lost my mama, and now my son lost too. And it was just the worst time ever. And I just, I remember just... You know, it was a why me moment. At least I had the sunflowers that were getting me through. And uh, that next year, the sunflowers came back, but bigger. And, well, just now I'm realizing, I'm saying they came back. (laughs) What I, y'all, come on. Look, what I hadn't realized until this very moment is those dang squirrels were cracking the dang sunflower seeds and thus planting the seeds. (laughs) 
Okay, so this talk now becomes the ode to the squirrels. Because now I'm just, I'm grateful for the squirrels. For the first time, right here before God and everybody, I now have some gratitude for the squirrels because the new sunflowers were bigger. People stopped on the street and backed up. I remember one instance, and I know this is TMI, but I'm out here without a net right now. I remember a car passed, and I, I was forever in communion with these sunflowers because remember, they represented, and my grief was fresh. It was raw for me. And so I'm out there, and the people back up, and they're like, what kind of sunflower is this? And I was trying to tell them that this is my mama, really, the sunflower service and mama. And I remember the people being like, <laughs> kind of drew back into the car, that it was a moment that they were not expecting that the sunflowers would, I mean, I literally wept right there standing at the people's car trying to tell them about how important these sunflowers were. What, you, you see, I'm trying to say something to y'all about this adventure in faith really does require faith. You can't, it's just, it's not just an adventure, it's an adventure in faith. And it requires that we, like coming to a potluck, we got to bring the faith ourselves. And the intention here for our ode to the squirrels this morning is that in this adventure in faith that we rise up grateful. That we rise up grateful even before we understand for what or for whom or how it all unfolded to be in gratitude. You see, even before I had that epiphany right before you this morning, that the squirrels were the ones, Ron started it, but the squirrels helped it. Even before I had that epiphany, I was already grateful. I was grateful not specifically to the squirrels, I'll acknowledge, but I was, I'm, I've been basking in a sense of gratitude. The little stump is still there. And when I see it, it takes, you see, because it, where does it exist? But in me, in my mind. And what it brings up for me is gratitude. Gratitude, absolutely, positively. So look, that reminds, see, I'm, I'm going to fold in some of what we, we were talking about last week. So I want to bring us to Dr. Howard Thurman, y'all know that this is, um, well, y'all may not know, but this is really, when we do Easter, this is probably my favorite quote excerpt, I should say, my favorite excerpt, is where Dr. Thurman offers us this notion because I was stumbling. We all stumble. In the, stumbling in the darkness is a metaphor. So it doesn't mean literally somebody has turned off the lights and you are trying to get down. Uh -uh. It's in your life. You can't see the truth in the moment. When that is true for you, you are stumbling in the darkness, having lost our way. My grief was a point in which I had lost my way. That's why I'm out there fighting with the squirrels. So look, he says that even even the one who has lost his or her way 
there's this moment that that one finds themselves, and ha- we've all been there. The metaphor is you've stumbled, I'm going to say, down the stairs, and you realize that in this moment, this, this part right here, just where I am, you're just in this troublesome moment. But when you look up, you realize on a minute level, on a, on a um, mundane level, oh, there's my earring back. Sisters, you understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, that's the back to my hearing. <laughs> and you, right away, it shifts. Does that make sense, y'all? Oh, sorry. I kind of left y'all for a moment because I was, well, y'all understand how that goes. So, look, you, you have a moment where you realize there's that. But on a larger scale, you realize that everything that you are going through, everything, your war with the squirrels, the, the depression, your sense of it not working, in the moment, this is what Dr. Thurman is offering, in that moment, you have a sense of something else being present. There's something else, there's a light, he says, and that is the glad surprise. So my whole sunflower story gets to that point. I'm hoping you heard the glad surprise. In fact, on a certain level, you saw the glad surprise of my, my realization, my recognition that the squirrels had everything to do with the beautiful sunflowers that I'm literally worshiping. That moment is our resurrection. That's when we rise into a greater, a, a greater awareness. He says it's the announcement that life cannot ultimately be conquered by death. That there is no road that is at last swallowed up in ultimate darkness. I'm going to be talking about John 11 in a bit, and I'm wanting you to remember this, even if I don't remember to tell you, but I need you to remember this, this notion of the glad surprise, no matter what else is going on. So look, Ernest Holmes says this. He says that we should resurrect ourselves. That is to say, you saw I was down there. That's that you, where you fall down or where you think you have. Resurrect ourselves to the joy and simplicity and spontaneity of life. Because even while we're down here, that's still going on. That's still an option. It's still an opportunity. And says, leave the corpses of our dead yesterdays in the tomb of their own obscurity. I believe that the more we talk about this, the more, and, and the, more we, the more we sit with it, not the more we talk about it, but the more we sit with it with the intention of understanding it, we'll begin to see how it is happening in our own lives. We'll begin to get a sense of, oh my goodness, that was what was happening then. Oh my goodness, that's what's happening there. Oh my goodness, this is at the core of this situation and the other. He says we should live more abundantly in God. When? This day. This day. When we come out of the tomb of ignorance and disbelief, there the glad surprise meets you. Now, Ernest Holmes didn't know that Dr. Thurman was talking about the glad surprise, so he said, how glorious shall be the dawn. 
the dawn, that glorious dawn is the glad surprise. Come on, y'all. In Psalms, in the 23rd Psalms, y'all know verse 4. I'm going to, today the scriptures that I'm sharing with you are from the Peshitta Holy Bible translated. And that's the, the standard version of the Bible for churches in the Syriac tradition. And that's in Syria. So the, that's a, uh, it's a group of dialects, if you will, that are of Eastern Aramaic origin. And so that translation, for many people, it's felt that it is a cleaner, purer, closer translation to the actual language spoken, because Syrians spoke Aramaic. Here you go. So verse, verse 4, which is most of us know it from the King James Version, which is, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So the tools of the shepherd are right there being used for my good. In the Prashidas translation, it says, even if I shall walk in the valleys, plural, of the shadows of death, I will not be afraid of evil because you are with me and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And so I wanted to, you know, I just want to pick at you a little bit because I want to broaden, I want to I encourage you for expanded thinking even as we, even as we consider how our faith informs our life. So I've come today to say that, or to suggest to you, that you know that your faith is the same faith that everybody has. Because I know sometimes, y'all, well, y'all, I have told you about, you know, it had to be long time. Well, uh, let's see, it had to have been 20, 30, I don't know how long I've been retired, but it, I was commuting to San Francisco, so it was that long ago, and I retired in 98, so, you know, somewhere in that math equation. I had a thought of, I was in practitioner training, so we're talking 95, and we had a thought paper due about faith. Forgive me if you've already heard me share this, but it was, it was a transformational experience. I'm on BART, and I'm wrestling with this, this assignment, because my thought at the time was that I didn't have faith. And I thought, how can I write a thought paper about faith when I don't have faith? Whatever was going on in my life, I was challenged by it, and I could not see the faith. And then the train did something, much like if you've ever ridden the New York subway, it does this thing a lot. It's a lot of rocking and shaking and the lights blink on the in New York subway. Bart doesn't do that, but this time something did something and I, you grab your little stuff and then I thought, oh, sicky, sicky, you got faith, girl. Because you don't know who's driving this train. You don't know if they need to be on a drug program or if they just got if they're about to start, well, I mean, you don't, you don't know. You don't know if they sound asleep. You do not know. And you back here talking about writing a paper, you're not even present. You're not paying attention for the, none of it. I'm, you just get on, get you a seat, and then light, live another life until your, your stop comes. And I thought, oh, you got faith. You got something to write about. You got faith. Because not only that, but you didn't park your car in the parking lot somewhere. 
and then left the city. So, oh, you got faith because one, you drove your car from your house to the parking lot, left a key with a man you do not know at all, and then got on a train that you don't know nothing about. You don't know the maintenance schedule. You don't know nothing about none of this. And you just doing it just like it's supposed to happen for you all the time. That was a demonstration of faith for me when I realized it. Well, that's the same faith that everybody has. We all have it. And we think about Yeshua as if his faith was just beyond. It was just that it was more developed. Same faith, just like same muscles. You see what I'm saying? Same muscle. There's some stuff that I can lift, but then there's some people, <clears throat> pardon me, that I call who have developed some muscles to lift it. And then there's some people they call who have developed some more muscle to, to help with it. Are y'all understanding this? So it's, it's, it's a degree of development rather than a degree of existence. So we all have it. Our opportunity on our adventure is to develop it. And to know that we have exactly the same faith that the master teacher, Yeshua, that the world ultimately came to call Jesus. Our work is to engage it. That's the deal, is to engage it. Much like, because what did he say? Even greater work shall ye do. But only if you engage it. Only if you do it like I did it. Ah! <laughs> Like a dance step. Oh, yeah, we're going to do it. But you're going to have to do it like I did it. Now and always. I'm trying to say something, y'all. In, in Mark 9, verses 24 through 27, gives you really the gist of it. I'm starting it off in 22 um, to give you a good sense of it. But the master teacher is talking to a whole, a whole group, a swarm of folks. And essentially, out of the crowd, someone says, you know, I need help. My son is in trouble, ill. Help me. Have mercy on me. And the master teacher asks, well, if you're able to believe, <laughs> if you're able to believe, everything is possible to the one who believes. You've heard me say the, the man's response many times out of context. Father, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. So he says, depending upon the translation, I believe, Lord. Help thou my faith. Help thou my unbelief. I'm believing. I really do. That's why I'm talking to you about it. But my faith is not fully, not sufficiently developed so that I can just know that baby boy is going to be all right. See, somebody has to know from right now, from right where we are, and we're not equal in this because we, have, we haven't developed it necessarily. Some of y'all would have known not to fight with the squirrels. I was at, not at that point of development, of blessing the squirrel. I just wasn't there. Now I can bless some squirrels, especially after today, squirrels. Yes. So it's, I believe, I truly do believe. Help thou my unbelief, because that's the part where I'm in trouble. That's where I haven't developed the muscle yet. I can lift some, but only, only so high. You understand what I'm saying? So he 
he, he, we, they talk about this essentially. And, um, and in this, the, the man ultimately, <laughs> ultimately the boy, if the way the scripture is written, the boy is possessed, is the way we would talk about it. He's in altered consciousness. We might say, well, we don't know what the, what the diagnosis would be exactly, but, but that would be from the curbside. That's what people were thinking about him, frothing at the mouth and running around and being in with the pigs. I think in some, in some translations it, it describes it that way. And the master teacher commands it out. And when that shift takes place, the little boy, as I recall, just falls out. He's no longer at the effect of all this crazy energy. We've all seen, seen variations on the theme, and then it's over. And everybody present thought that the child was dead. But the master teacher took the child by the hand and just raised him up. I need you to hear me about the raise up part. Because there's a lot of times when you think the thing is over. You think, I mean, I, there are too many people to even try to name, and by now I've conflated who was who and who has what story. But we know where the schools have given up. You know, I myself, y'all know, there's so many stories, and we must avail ourselves of to build our faith of all of those stories where the rise up happens so that we can have gratitude for each and every situation and circumstance. I'm not done yet, because in John 11, we get another opportunity. This is where I was reminding you to, to remind me about Dr. Thurman, this notion of the glad surprise that is the resurrection. And this is, frankly, one of my favorites, where, where um, Lazarus, we know him as Lazarus in this ver if I even um, in this translation when we the um, Syrian or the Aramaic name would have been Lazar or Lazar and um, his sisters Miriam and Martha and Miriam you'll remember is the one who anointed the master teacher's feet I need you to I need you to see how it's an adventure in faith I need you to try to connect some dots along the way that, that you don't just magically appear at the corner of Fifth and Vine and it all works out. There's some stuff that happened. Your sister going to have to do something. Your, your friend, your, you, you, because of that relationship, all of it, life is happening in its fullness everywhere, always present. So in this particular situation, just to, to set the, the, the tone here, um, Lazarus is sick, and the sisters sent for the master teacher saying, oh, our brother whom you love is sick. Please come. But, and the master teacher said, and I don't know if it was to them or to himself, that the awareness that the sickness of the brother was not death but for the glory of God, that something is unfolding. See, everything is not against you even if you think it is. 
that there's something that is unfolding for the greater good and for the realization of the greater good. Why? Because we're on an adventure in faith so that you can learn to be grateful for your life. So he realizes that this, this sickness is not about death. But other folks didn't realize that. And so fast forward, they now have buried the man. And, of course, you know, I told you the lyric from uh, Pilate's wife that says, you don't know because you weren't there, you don't know when and you don't know where. Well, so it is here. We don't know no more details than are shared with us in this story. And you need to know that this is a story that is shared with us, just like when we have an event in our life and we tell it, the gist of it is so. But sometimes we didn't change the names. And we didn't mix up the gender of the people to really make sure that folks don't know with the parts you don't necessarily want them to know. So I want you to take it with the sense of what's the bottom line? What can I glean from this? What can I know from this that supports me in my life? And here's the connection with Dr. Thurman. The master teacher says in his teaching here, if a man walks in the daylight, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. And if a man walks in the night, he stumbles because there is no light within him. So you see this as a metaphor because we always have the light within us, but it's about our awareness. Our adventure in faith is an adventure, a trek of awareness. It's about the degree to which we understand who we are. Somebody hears me say whose we are. So, at any rate, the master teacher does not go immediately. He doesn't see any sense of urgency in this. Everybody else does, and they're making up a story about why he isn't coming, why he hasn't come. I thought he loved him. I thought he loved you. But he knows he's not at all confused. He understands this is an adventure in faith. And when he gets there, they tell him, you know, oh, if you had only gotten here sooner. You know, you late, brother. If you had been here sooner, it could have been different. And he's like, you poached folks. Didn't I tell you that if you would just believe, you would see the glory of God? Didn't I tell you not to give up so easy? Didn't I tell you that the thing is unfolding before your eyes? And then says, just roll the stone away. And you know, got some back talk because they like, oh, no, Lord, we can't do that. But roll the stone away. And I need you to hear that, that that's important because the next step can't happen unless you roll away the fear, unless you roll away the doubt, unless you remove whatever the barrier is between you and your greater understanding. Unless you can open that space that really is in you. Recall, it's the tomb that you have become. It requires you opening that in a way so that something else can happen. But once they do that, look at what he does. It says he just stood before it and said, Father, I thank you that thou hearest me always. And I know that you hear me. 
and that this thing is unfolding in its perfect way. Now, I am, I'm using my words because this is the way that I hold it, but you need to know that the words you're going to read later if you choose to do this is the words the way somebody else held it. It really doesn't matter how you get it because the King James Version is named King James after a man who was in charge. You think he allowed, I'm, if, if, if y'all were printing something for me and I'm in charge, you couldn't put nothing in it I didn't want in it. I would take out anything, I'd put something else in. It would be that. And if my name was going to be on the book. So you understand that you're always getting someone's idea of it the, at the level of which they're willing to share it. So he essentially just gives thanks. That, that probably that he knew. I'm giving thanks that I'm in my right mind. And I know that this is not as it appears. That the sunflowers are going to grow even more beautifully. That life is unfolding even more dynamically. That Lazarus is not dead. And in fact just says, come on out. Lazarus, get on up and come on out. And the story is told that sure enough, he comes out with his grave clothes on. And he said to the people, unbind him and let him go. Because, you know, they, they really wrap them up. So that's that zombie look, you know, that we know. Because they wrap them up in the grave. Mm -hmm. And out he came. Out he came. I need you all to hear that. Because this is a call for you to come out. Ernest Holmes says, our contention is not that dead men live again, but that a living man never dies. So we're not talking about bringing folks back from the dead. We're talking about acknowledging life everlasting, the presence of life fulfilling. That's, that, that's it. I think I'm done, y'all. I, I And so it is. Ooh. Times unfolded me, it has revealed to me life's nothing less than sublime. And with every thought I make, every last breath I take, may I be gracious and kind. Love, I invite you to open up this heart of mine. Love, cover me, light any darkness. Love, cover me, right every wrong. Cause me to see love over hatred. Guide me to be. Faithful and strong, love cover me. 
love cover me Kindness wash over me Make me a symphony Play every note you can find Make me reverberate Gently deactivate Slowly flow out of my mind Find me a melody Dance and let my anthem be Love cover me Light any darkness Love cover me Right every wrong Cause me to see Love over hatred Guide me to be Faithful and strong Love cover me Love cover me Love, 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 love. Sing that with me. Love, 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 love. Love, I invite you to open up this heart of mine. Love cover me, light any darkness. Love cover me, right every wrong. Cause me to see love over hatred and guide me to be faithful and strong. Love cover me, love cover me. Love cover me Love cover me Love cover me In today's world especially, it's not easy to keep a center going. You know, often as a participant or a congregant or someone who's part of the community, we're not really thinking maybe about the electric bill and about all the many things it takes to keep a community together and growing. Some of you know that I am the founder of the Prosperity Plus programs 1, 2, and 3, and I know that your center has offered these programs to you. I'm a deep believer in tithing. And we all have giving patterns. Many of us give actually only emotionally. We give when we feel like we have a little extra. And then there's another kind of giving that's a regular repeated giving that comes with a percentage to it. And if it's not 10%, it's 5% or it's 6%, but it comes out of a decision to have circulation in your life, planting in a beautiful place like the Heart and Soul Center of Light for the growth of a community that you has nurtured you, can nurture you further, and more than that, can spread this wonderful message to a world that is deeply hungering even if they don't know yet that they're hungering for it. So I invite us on this day to lean in and make a commitment for percentage giving over the next year. And then turn around every three months and take a look at what's happening in your life. Something happens when you're a regular giver 
And each month as you're receiving your income, a portion of it goes to support. Uh, it changes the way you feel about yourself. It changes your level of expectation of good in your life. It changes your sense of worthiness and your connection with the very source of your life. Good morning, family. I'm with Mary Morrissey on this one. This is Reverend Angelo saying, get in where you can get in on the giving game. And there are lots of ways that you can graciously give to Heart and Soul Center of Light. You can send a check to Heart and Soul Center of Light, 5627 Telegraph Avenue, number 405, Oakland, California, 94609. You can also give on our website at heartsoulcenter.org slash give. And while you're there, you can set up re uh, recurring gift giving, if you wish, or give on a one-time basis, whatever works for you. Last but not least, want to point out that you can use your cell phone or smartphone and text the word GIVE to 510-500-5849. However you give is absolutely right and perfect, and we completely appreciate it. And it is important that we maintain the proper consciousness in our giving, blessing our attitude before the gift is given, thereby establishing the good that that gift will do in the world. And so wherever you may be in the world, I invite you to maybe take your gift in hand or otherwise place your hand over your heart and let us say our blessing together. I bless this gift as healing energy and send it into the divine flow of all good. Infinite prosperity circulates through me, through my church, and throughout the world, because I know God as source. And so it is. Thank you, Revelo, and thank you, Rev, for reminding us that we are consistently and constantly being resurrected, family. I want to make sure you remember how to be engaged, beginning with our Mondays with our practitioners around the year with Emmett Fox, 6.15 Pacific Time, heartsoulcenter.org slash Monday Review is how you get into that. On Wednesday, Imagining Justice with Valerie Joy and David, Voices and Visions of Anointed Activists, What's Next? Part two of the conversation, heartsoulcenter.org slash Imagining Justice is how you get in there. Tammy Lynn Hall is on Facebook live at Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Make sure that you're there supporting our sister and that you remember to tip generously. We recently moved. Any of these familiar retailers have great gift cards, um, and we would think those are great ideas. You can also check out our Amazon wish list, heartsoulcenter.org slash wish list. Heart and Soul continues to support Marcus Bookstores and Kingston 11. We want to make sure that our community members are still thriving and available uh, once we're back to sort of being footloose and fancy free out in the world. And so we want to make sure um, that we support them. Our Heart and Soul Youth and Family Village, uh, The Pulse, meets at 11.30 Pacific time on Sundays uh, via Zoom. You can send an email to thepulse at heartsoulcenter.org to have your teen get access. And our young ones between ages 4 and 12 are still being involved in asynchronous learning. There are videos, a lot of amazing videos, happening at heartsoulcenter.org slash watchyfv. 
We want to remind you that prayer works in every situation. We are about the power of prayer around here. Group prayer happens 10 minutes after the end of service uh, and on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific time. We also have a now a 24-7 prayer request line, 510-607-7747. You can leave a message and a prayer facilitator will return your call. We also have an email prayer and care at heartsoulcenter.org. You can email and someone will return uh, to you. Additionally, we have our Power of Prayer podcast for such a time as this. This is On Demand, Laser Prayer. Um, we have health, healing, love, relationships, um, all facilitated by our Heart and Soul um, Prayer and Care Village. Uh, this is an opportunity for you to have prayer in your pocket. Uh, so make sure that you visit heartsoulcenter.org slash podcast. And you can also get a pop anytime of Reverend Andrea's vlog, Point of Power, by visiting our YouTube channel. And at this point, I would like to welcome back our beloved Reverend Andriette. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you so very much. I, I am always honored by your tuning in by your being with us on Sundays. And so I want to take a moment just to acknowledge you for being with us. And so just locally, the folks in Oakland, all parts of East Oakland, I'm sorry, all parts of Oakland, East Oakland, West Oakland, North Oakland, all of it, the folks, y'all around the lake, every bit of it, San Francisco, Capitola, uh, Pittsburgh, and Roseville, and Berkeley, I'm sorry, Berkeley, and Marin County, and San Rafael, just covering as best I can, just acknowledging those of you in the Bay Area. And then there are those of you who are tuning in from further away, even, like I said, from Roseville and Clovis and Salida, and then Spartanburg, South Carolina. Well, all righty then. St. Louis, Missouri, Wendell or Wendell, Massachusetts, and Beacon, New York. So that's the other thing. Sometimes you're going to have to put it in phonetically for me. I'm not sure how it's going to work, but we're going to figure it out. Waterford, Connecticut, and from Jamaica, San Jose, Costa Rica, from Atlanta, Georgia, Boston, Massachusetts, Aurora, Colorado, Tucson, Arizona, Denver, Maui. I, you know, my mind always leaves when I get to Maui. Durham, North Carolina, Detroit, Michigan, and yesterday our beloved Ricky Stevenson, who has Black Paris Tours, told us about the origin that it's Detroit. Ah, so... Reach of history, y'all. Tampa, Florida, Haco, Costa Rica. Oh, and I skipped Windsor Hill, California as well. So I'm just grateful that y'all are tuning in and that we truly are in this together. Tell your friends, if you find that any part of this service is beneficial, you're enjoying it, you're putting it to good use, then I ask that you, that you share it with someone. Here's what I think is really important that we're up to, that our Prayer and Care Village is offering prayer 24-7 in as many ways as we can think of. So immediately following service, give us about 10 minutes so folks can get to their proper place and get connected. You can dial in. 
and have uh, prayer. And look here, it just occurred to me that if you are dialed into the service, you can see the, 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 uh, the notice that's up, the slide that's up. So I'm going to give you the phone number right now. You could dial in for prayer by dialing 669-900-6833. Now, if you're tuned in visually, you have this, you can access it. If you don't have access to us online, then you can't. The meeting ID is 729-205-7800. The meeting ID which is required for some, 729-205-089. And then there's a 24-7 prayer request line. So this is where you're on for live prayer. And then you can also just call in and leave a message at any time. And someone will call you back with prayer. And that number is 510 Seven seven four seven. So we can do this, y'all. If none of that works for you, send an email for prayer <laughs> to prayer and care. Prayer A N D care at heartsoulcenter.org. If you have access to our website, just go to our website and you'll find all of this information there. Likewise, you could, we have a podcast loaded with prayer. So you can find prayer by topic or you can just say, you know what, just let me listen to a prayer and click. The point is it's on-demand laser prayer on topics that touch your life. So do that. And that is by going to heartsoulcenter.org slash podcast. And that can be found on our website as well. You know, I used to do a video blog. And so we have an entire archive of those because we did those for a few years. So there are a lot of little five-minute. So if you need a little, come on, because we're building our faith. We're on this adventure and we're building our faith. So do whatever it is you need to do. Avail yourself of the numerous resources. But we're going to go for it, y'all. Why? Because we are truly truly in this love together and willing to access a deeper field of energy. And in order to do that, we start by just centering ourselves, by just kind of stopping the action, the busy mind activity, to sit in divine recognition that God is that the living one, the strong one is, that source is surrounding and enfolding and imbuing absolutely everything that truly there is not a spot where God is not. And that our recognition of that in this instance shifts the energetic field, that it deepens the field of energy, just knowing God is. And then expanding that to a sense that I am. God is. I am. I am one in God. 
that the very breath of God is breathing me and I am breathing the breath of God. Oh, my Lord, that I am living the life of God. The life of God is living me. And then we realize that there is not a spot in our lives where God is not. Not just in the world, but in our individual, personal, intimate experience that we are in this love together in God. And so from, it's from this awareness. From this awareness, God is, I am that I speak this word knowing that we are blessed beyond human measure. That even our problems <laughs> are in God. <laughs> are in this same universe in which source is all there is. And so what I think is a problem, what I'm carrying on about, what I'm doubting, where I'm questioning my faith, all of this is being played out in the universe of the divine in which the greatest creative power, the only creative power, when I'm talking about the point of creation power, Because in a sense, anything we think we created, we created it out of the creation mechanism. Oh, right where I am now, right where all of us are, the whole perfect and complete nature of the divine is. And so I'm declaring a healing. I'm declaring a healing on somebody who, who has come to the, the virtual altar this morning. Knowing that, that something more is required, that there's a letting go of something and a calling in of something else. I am speaking this word of divine unification and perfect connection, a deepening of the healing energy to declare that healing. I'm not doing the healing. I'm simply standing witness to the power and presence of the divine, which is the healing presence. So I'm declaring, I see it healing. I see it healing numerous situations and circumstances from the inside out. Oh, on this adventure in faith, we are called to open our inner eye so that we can begin to see the way, the order in the universe, the perfect intention for each and every one of us, that none of us is at the effect of evil, that instead we are all imbued with, the, with divine love. And our work is to believe it. Father, help thou my unbelief. My work is to believe it. All of our work is to believe the promise, to believe the relationship, to believe that it's sufficient unto itself, that it's an inside-out job rather than an outside-in. Oh, I just give thanks. 
I give thanks for the, the transformation, the transmutation, for the change, for the shift that is for certain already done. I don't know what it will take for each and every one of us to see it. And I don't know what it will take once we see it to recognize it. I don't know about all that part. What I know is that it's done and done well in God. And for this, I am grateful. So it is an absolute perfect gratitude that I just let go, that I let God, that I deliver this word into the perfect activity of law, that I turbocharge it and, and let it be. And I seal it for all eternity by simply saying, Ashe, Amen, and so it is. Gary Lynn Floyd has a song that you're hearing now, Deeper Field of Energy. When I dive into a deeper field of energy, when I have no eyes to see what lies ahead of me, I will be one with a vibration where boundless joy breeds wild elation. When I dive into a deeper field of energy When I have exhausted human physicality I will embrace my resurrection As I move through a new dimension become what's best for me I will feel from a fresh perception what I have known since my inception So don't you worry, don't you fret, trust me When I dive into a deeper field of energy, 
deeper field of energy.